Welcome to the Bell Ringers Teaching Podcast. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Bell Ringers Podcast. I'm Kaylin, a technology integration specialist in the Metro Detroit area. And my name is Young Kim. I am a sixth grade teacher teaching at a small private Christian school in the Seattle area where Kaylin taught. Yeah, that's right. You you were my old student. Yeah. <laughs> we don't mention that as much, but yes. So um, yes, you were my former student. Now you're in your pretty much first year of teaching, right? You've mm-hmm. like dabbled and had some experiences, but this is your first full year, your own class. You know, I'm just uh, trying to influence or I don't know, t- telling you all the techie things. Yep. And, um, you know, as I was leaving the classroom, Edu Protocols, uh, Field Guide 1 was just coming out. And we've talked about this on the show before. And, you know, I thought they were super awesome and had a lot of great potential. Actually, I I feel like one of the major ways I got the job I had today or have now is like talking about it in my, in my interview. And, and so, and I've, I've led sessions anyway, love edu protocols. And so, you know, you've been using them as well in your first year of teaching. We'll talk about that more. So yeah, hopefully you've been listening along. You're a dedicated listener out there. So, you know, all these things. And so today we're going to kind of go into, you know, how Omicron is turning our worlds upside down and we're able to roll with the punches. So Young, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that looks like over in Seattle? Yeah. So, um, obviously with Thanksgiving or not, oh man, After school teacher brain right now. (laughs) Um, After Christmas and New Year's um, and the rise of COVID cases went up. And so our school decided um, it was the last week of second or first semester going into second semester. We decided to take a week off and go remote. And obviously when that news dropped, everyone was kind of freaking out. And I was as well, but I, I knew that um, I could just put up like four roadmaps for each of my classes. And I knew that my students would be okay. Um, we were going to be asynchronous. So no, um, yeah, that, that's, that was all I needed. It was student, student-centered, self-paced. Um, and I just sprinkled in a few edge protocols and there's a couple of cyber sandwiches. Um, do some reading, um, Ed Puzzle, which I really loved. Yeah, and, let's come back to that. So tell yeah. me more about, again, if people haven't been listening, I talked about roadmaps a few episodes ago and you said, hey, I'm going to try those out. Mm-hmm. And you did. That was probably in like late November, early December. Yeah, I. it was after, it was during Thanksgiving break, I think, when we talked about it. And so I knew I had that, that time to plan and prepare my first roadmap and after that like my life has changed I will tell you like (laughs) I know um, and just how crazy you know because it totally with again the world turning upside down here briefly I mean not as bad as March 2020 or anything but Mm -hmm. you know you were able to roll that in 
So that's awesome. And tell me about, so with the edge of protocols, you mentioned cyber sandwich. Um, how do you get them to collaborate in an asynchronous way? Or is that piece, how is that piece weaved in? Uh, so a thing that I did differently with the cyber sandwich was, so a cyber sandwich is um, two students reading an article or, um, you know, a reading about yeah. a particular um, subject or content, and then they take notes and they, they come together, compare notes, discuss um, what they think are the main ideas, um, and then they write a paragraph on it. Decided that instead of having like two sandwiches, or I uh, sorry, two students comparing or reading one thing, this cyber sandwich would be just one student comparing Hinduism, Buddhism, and Christianity. Because we had studied um, Buddhism before, and then this is a Christian school. So like, I just assumed that they would draw from their personal experience and then they were learning about Hinduism. And so the cyber sandwich kind of combined those three content areas. And so instead of three students making one paragraph, it was one student making three paragraphs. And that cyber sandwich mold really made that work. So it was a bit of a remix, but the I students like really understood what to do without any like extensive direction. So I think it's a success. Uh, again, last episode, I mentioned, you know, you were talking about the roadmaps and kids would watch uh, the videos. I said, well, have you heard about Edpuzzle? And Edpuzzle basically will pause a video, ask them a question, and they have to answer that before they can move on. And there's a big library of videos. So chances are, if it's popular enough on YouTube with teachers, there's already a version out there and you can modify it as you see fit. So how's it been going with that? Yeah. So Edpuzzle has kind of solved my most recent problem of just like thinking, okay, well, I have this roadmap and now what's my job? You know, I'm just doing laps around the classroom, <laughs> like um, putting down fires. Um, and then you talked about, oh yeah, like you should come up with some um, check-in questions or just um, check-in for understanding and things like that. And just like use that time to build relationships and like do SEL check-ins as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel like every time we record an episode or every time we talk, um, I you like come up with something to solve a problem, but then you also give me another problem because like with Edpuzzle, like we've, I guess, I don't want to say like automated, but like the more content formative um, assessments are in, like embedded in that. Mm -hmm. And so, well now like I'm going around the room doing like relationship building and things like that. And so like now my job is getting like smaller and smaller. And so the problem is now like, well, what, what am I supposed to be doing during this like 45 minutes if everything is with the students? Like, am I just gonna get my steps in more or? <laughs> Like I, 
Well, yeah, it's, it's a good problem. <laughs> it is. I'm telling you, it took me years to realize that honestly, the teacher does need to become smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. I may have quoted this before, but Dr. Goldie Muhammad, culturally responsive teaching says only the learner learns, you know, mm-hmm. so you shouldn't be doing all the work. You're helping them. You're guiding them, supporting them. Uh, checking in to make sure there aren't misconceptions, misunderstandings. Uh, You're helping pushing them further, maybe guiding them towards inquiry and curiosity, you know, but learner learns, right? Not, Not by you talking and having the biggest role in the classroom and center of the show, but by them being active and them uh, being driven. So were most students able to be successful in that asynchronous roadmap format? I I think so. Um, I think one thing I noticed was because I could see when students are turning in their assignments. Um, I think this entire week of remote learning like really helps students especially with the roadmaps kind of choose to do learning at their own pace um and since like all the students got everything that they need for the entire week some students just chose to do everything on that tuesday Mm -hmm. um now i knew that that would happen and so I intentionally like scheduled things for like the Thursday and the Friday so that they would have something to do. <laughs> and they would, students would send me emails saying like, Mr. Kim, did you um, forget to put this or will it be um, scheduled assigned later? And I said, yeah, just, just wait, like it'll, it'll show up. Um, so there were some students like that, but other students who just like showed up and turned in their assignments like, um, close to when the normal class times were so so most of them were able to be successful yeah good and I a lot of that again you know I think one of the struggles I have in my role as a tech integration specialist is teachers you know now that we're not virtual right Mm -hmm. in like 2020 like well why do we what's the role of technology and I think a good balanced blended learning approach you know is helpful because you couldn't have with this week of virtual you couldn't have just all of a sudden just started to try a roadmap last week you know they they needed that time in class and that support in class to get in the groove so yeah for sure they had at least three weeks with different roadmaps and different subjects of different styles, different lengths um, to kind of help them. I mean, we didn't know this was coming, but it like trained them so that when we did this week of remote, they really knew what to do and everything for the most part pretty went, went smoothly. And that's impressive for sixth graders, right? No, it's not like these are high school students. These are like beginning middle school kids and and mm-hmm. they were able to work really fairly independently yep. so. yeah the only problem is still the the technology aspect okay think, yeah just uploading documents taking pictures that are not blurry or <laughs> i think those are just like fine motor skills and <laughs> developmental <laughs> like i think it's par for the course but yeah yeah all right well that is very very good 
Um, so over here in my world, um, so I work, you know, more central office E I'm not in a classroom, but we were told because our district and, and very, very few districts in the area did, uh, go virtual for any time period. And, but certainly COVID cases were on the rise among teachers. Well, yeah, students and teachers. And so um, the instructional coaches and everybody got an email basically saying you could be asked to sub at any point uh, for the next month or so. And like, okay, sure. You know, and other colleagues of mine were called in. And finally, last Monday, I got the email uh, to come into third grade for a week and the same third grade class, which was good. And, but um, I never taught elementary. I mean, I taught, I taught fourth and fifth grade elementary technology, but that's really not the same, right? Like I had them for an hour or less even, and then they were on their way, right? Just like in secondary, I have them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. They're on their way. So elementary kids, number one, they're a lot younger. Mm-hmm. And number two, I have them all day long, all day long. And so I was definitely out of my comfort zone. And so I get it, but I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to give some edu protocols a try. I, you know, I've used them with teachers. I've trained teachers on it. I've used it in some classrooms, you know, along with other teachers. And, but I'm just like, yeah, I want to give this a try, but I wasn't quite sure, you know, I wanted to feel it out. So, oh man, I think it was the first day I'm looking through and it's like, there's going to be a lesson on nouns. And then there was this nouns worksheet provided, but I was like, oh no, 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 no. You know, that's not what I'm going to do. So I was like, oh, eight parts. Perfect. Perfect for this. Um, but I didn't want to, uh, you know, because edge protocols, which we'll get to this in a little bit, you know, you want to ease kids into it. You want to start with low cognitive load topics. So I didn't want to jump a hundred percent in with that. So I'm pretty sure I'm trying to remember what I even did. I'm pretty sure I found like a funny picture kind of like with eight parts. And then I had them go to Socrative. Uh, which they were able to do easily. I just put the link, you know, in uh, a Canvas announcement and had them, you know, submit nouns. And then we had, you know, good chats about uh, what was a noun, what wasn't. And, you know, then we did another round. Can you find another noun in here that we haven't already found? So, you know, I was like, good, this was great noun practice. And then lucky for me later in the week, you know, there was an adverbs and adjectives, uh, worksheet. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. But I was like, okay, now it's time for eight parts. And, or, you know, this, the kind of, you can simplify it down. We ended up doing six parts. So we did, um, noun, adjective, adverb, verb, and then conjunction. And one that I can't even remember what it's called right now, but anyway, so that was great. They had fun. They loved, I did a little gif of a, a cat, like trying to, uh, swat at a dog coming through the little cat door and, you Uh know, dogs and cats, that's great stuff for third graders. And, you know, they were really excited about the writing. 
and then, so that was awesome. That went great. It was great. You know, kids were engaged with it and I was able to get a lot of good responses. And then the other thing, the writing came up and I forget exactly what the topic was for the day, but it just seemed like there wasn't much of a topic. It was something like, you know, write about your favorite color and describe something with your favorite color. So I was like, oh, this is, let's do a random emoji, right? If she just wants some practice with writing, let's do random emoji power paragraph. And like I said, you know, same thing. Kids, kids loved it. They were into it, you know, and just first round we, you know, they were, they were totally, totally on, totally engaged. Um, so that went really well. Those were the two big ones I did. And then I tried a new one, uh, game of quotes. That yeah, was, I love that. Yes. I had never tried it. And, you know, kids were doing like some silent reading in their mm-hmm. book bins and I'm like, quiet or, you know, are they, are they really engaged? How much are they actually reading? You know, I don't have a whole lot of training in, you know, conferencing with kids about what they're reading and what they're understanding, but, you know, I want to make sure they have got something coming through. So game of quotes, basically. And, you know, I think I'd seen it in the past and then like, I don't know, that doesn't seem, you know, very, uh, rigorous, or I don't know, it just didn't seem, but basically you put up kind of this random topic, um, on the board and they have time to find in there. But the idea with it being random is that like, it could be in any one of their varied books. Cause they're all reading different things. And so like, uh, one of them was, you know, like, a a new name for a a new star Wars sequel or a name of your brother's bad garage band. And then they had to find something in their book, you know, that fit that. And it was great. You know, I'd say every kid in the class basically raised their hand wanting to, because I had little in, in classroom microphone wanting to get on the mic Mm -hmm. to share their quote. And so that was a super, super fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Right. That's the other one I did a newer edu protocol. I don't think it's in any of the books, but it's called Parafly, and it's a lot like, like an eight parts, a random emoji, but basically when you're working on paraphrasing, which they so happen to be, I was like, Oh yes. So lucky. Uh, paraphrasing and basically, you know, paraphrasing is a hard thing to do to like put something into your own words Uh, really get the most important information. So yeah, we did, we, you know, so I would give them something to paraphrase and then we just like hop into Socrative and they give it a try. And what I thought was really good about it is um, the teacher did have a worksheet and, and I used those sentences and they were pretty beefy. They were like three or four sentences long about solar energy and different kinds of energy. And it was kind of tough, like, but what I appreciated about using Socrative is, okay, there were kids that gave it a try and got pretty close and their answers were up there. And then, you know, if that helped another kid, they could try, or some of them maybe still were just at the, I don't know, phase. And I think that's okay because instead of just them all having a worksheet in front of them and them just sitting there being like, I don't know, you know, it was on Socrative. So it's not so much pressure if you're not sure. 
and then they got some, you know, good examples from their peers. So I thought that was good, especially in third grade when we're just introducing the concept. They don't have to get it right now, but let's get a few reps in and practice and see some model answers from your classmates. And even just seeing like all of the I don't knows out there, if you didn't know and you're just working on a worksheet by yourself, you might like you could look around the room and try to see other scared faces. But like seeing that up there makes you I, I, I assume it makes you feel good or just like encourage that you're it's not you. It's just. Yeah, it's It's, tough. It's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, and I'm not accusing anything of third graders or students in general, but like, if you've got a worksheet like that and you don't know, but you're like, I've got to get this turned in, right. Mm -hmm. You might just be, okay. All right. Eventually I'm going to just glance over at my, my neighbor's answer and try (laughs) or a friend and just try to figure out what they put, you know, because you feel like you have to get it done. Right. So did you feel like, um, Compared from Monday to Friday, do you think that the kids got a hang of edge protocols or did you not have a chance to repeat as many as you would have? Well, like I said, I tried to keep it simple. You know, it crossed my mind. You know, I wanted to do thin slides or iron chef, but I just, I would, you know, I was like, I don't think they're quite ready um, mm-hmm. with me not having been with them to do like the collaborative slide deck and all that. But what I did do is I, I stayed pretty consistent with Socrative. So by the end of the week, they had gone to Socrative about three or four times. Right. They knew where that link was in Canvas. They knew what my you know room name was, how to use that. So, so that was something I thought was good, you know, like just being in there for a week, um, then being comfortable using that already, I thought was a yeah. good thing. So speaking of kids being comfortable with edgy protocols, you are gearing up for semester two mm-hmm. and you're going to have some new students. So what, what are your plans? Yeah. So we, the other social studies teacher who teaches like the high school and the other middle school social studies classes, um, her and I talked and we decided that I like geography a lot more than I like ancient world history, which is what sixth graders are learning about. And so long story short, we decided to switch. And so when second semester starts, I'll be teaching seventh grade geography and getting um, a breath of fresh air. Not that I don't love my sixth graders, but just like, it's nice to have other students and just like get to meet new kids and just, um, just feel like more of a middle school teacher rather than a an elementary school teacher. I hear that. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous because geography seven isn't a semester long class. It's a full year long class. And so there's not really a good, like first days of school, get to know you. Like there's not like there's technically not enough time to do all of that and like to do all the smart starts. Um, and then there's a lot of content that we need to get through um, by the end of the year. And so I was thinking about like how to balance like the low cognitive load when introducing these edge protocols, which I know are going to save me time in the long run um, versus like how much time do, can I afford to spend um, 
getting these kids ready. Um, but I also realized that I want to use some of that time anyway to like make meaningful relationships and like start to build some rapport. And so I know that some, some um, time will be budgeted for that, but I just haven't had a grasp of, you know, like one week, two weeks, um, how many lessons, so on. Yeah. And because you only, you know, whereas with sixth grade, you saw them multiple times a day. So right. You could like pepper it in with, with the subject here and the subject there. Um, you only have them once a day, but mm-hmm. I think they, they say go slow to go fast. And so I think it's time well spent in the beginning. Um, and getting those routines in place. And because that's what you were trying to remember. You're trying to remember what did you learn from, you know, the beginning of the school year yeah. about implementing edu protocols. Has anything come to your mind? No, I've just been feature brained out. I haven't had a chance to reflect. Maybe I should just um, re-listen to our episode. <laughs> and I think that would be a good way, but yeah, I think from what I feel deep in my soul, I, I think I had made a mental note to go slower even, um, especially mm-hmm. like when introducing something or I think maybe I was trying to do a lot of edu protocols, like all just a variety of different, um, different things. Uh, in the first week rather than just like introducing one or two and then a month later introducing another two or three so that that rings a bell from yeah. what we talked about you know that just start them off they don't need to know them all and mm-hmm. you know and I'd say for teachers thinking about just starting with edge protocols you don't need to know them all there there are like over 25 or so but most you know even in the training and, and the work that I've done um, you know, there's maybe eight, you know, that I, you know, would really use in a regular rotation. Like I said, I just tried game of quotes for the first time, you know, so I, I with you throw in there like a thin slides, you know, cause that's going to get that, um, you know, that collaborative slide deck and, and that quick turnaround and that idea that you're going to present to, you know, the, but it's, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, I think one of the smart starts they have for that is a food you should not eat or should never eat, you know, and so that, that can get kind of fun. Uh, you know, fast and the curious probably would be an easy one to throw in right away. And then I think, you know, from thin slides, you can from there, right. So that's the basis. And then you can build in iron chef and, and that builds into even, you know, cyber sandwich and other things. So yeah, I think I, what I recall, yeah, you don't have to introduce all of the edge protocols, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this week. And especially because right. this isn't necessarily a writing class, it's on ELA class. So you might not have as much need for, you know, a random emoji. Right. Yeah. Uh, you could totally do an eight parts, a version of eight parts for geography, but you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> take your time, take your time. So like I said, you you create more problems, <laughs> but also it's good. 
Okay, I'll try to take that as a compliment. <laughs> well, maybe not problems, but just more work. <laughs> more work. Well, it's hey, good. it's going to be more work either way, right? Your right. first year teaching is going to be a ton of work. And I hope, I'm not saying that I've got it all figured out, but I hope you're working on the right things instead mm-hmm. of running into dead ends, which I, I'd say I probably did, you know, as yep. a first year teacher, like just feeling around in the dark, what's going to hit, what's going to work. And, mm-hmm. and just, you know, you end up throwing a ton of stuff out. Um, but hopefully I'm hoping these edge protocols and these roadmaps are all things that, you know, aren't going to get thrown out for next yeah, year. And I they think can just be built upon. Yeah. Um, the way that edge your protocol and all these things forces you to do all the work on the front side kind of makes me feel like I'm doing all of that work um, but like on a career wide scope where I'm doing all the work first year second year getting all of these wonderful things um, created and remixed and then you know like years down the line like I I've done all the work already And you'll have a better idea than what do you do, you know, when they're working, you know, you'll get, yeah. you'll get tuned into that a little bit more and what students need and what they, they commonly misunderstand. Um, and you say all the work, I mean, edge protocols, their tagline is teach better, work less. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe the kind of getting kids into it, but as far as like, as far as subbing went last week, I didn't really have to print anything off. I did print off like a six, the six parts worksheet, but I didn't necessarily have to, we could have done that digitally. Um, you know, and it was all just low, low prep stuff. Like, Oh, there's a noun worksheet right here. And no, let's not do that. I'm going to find a funny picture, put in a Google slide. I think definitely all the work that's involved in the planning uh-huh. is um, important and like meaningful to your planning. And it's not running around making copies, like cutting, stapling, like, yeah, it's, it's a very efficient use of my time planning wise, I think. Yeah. Well, and that brings me to an interesting point. There's an, a, th- well, there actually already is a third Edu Protocols book, but there's an additional Edu Protocols book coming out this spring by Kim Vogie herself called Deploying Edu Protocols. Uh, and she is like the master of, and she taught, you know, fifth grade, she taught it virtually, she taught it in person through the pandemic, all that. And like, oh, here's my plan book for the week, my elementary plan book. Here's how I'm going to just pop in all these edge protocols and it's going to work beautifully. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to that book coming out. It will be awesome. All right. Well, I wish you well as you get um, seventh graders going with edge protocols. Um, Yeah, I think you'll, it's great. You're getting a little start over with, with routines and, um, you'll have to let us know how it goes and what your next, I, I kind of want to like give you a new problem to deal with before next episode. 
Maybe we'll we'll wait a couple weeks. <laughs> I okay. feel like I need to breathe a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Maybe okay. it's just this. I don't know. Maybe it's still winter weather, but I feel kind of cooped up, and I want summer. But... Ooh, yes. Well, and our winters are very different. You know, mm-hmm. you you guys have had the cold. Well, no, it's not that cold. Not cold, but cloudy and rainy, right? Yep. The never ender. Yeah, the never ending cloudiness. Whereas here in Michigan, we've gotten some sun, but it has been so cold. That was the other piece of my substitute teaching. There was several indoor recesses because it was too cold. I'm like whatever. I don't feel like there was ever indoor recess when I grew up, uh, but unless it was uh, raining, but and not for too cold in the winter. So that was rough. Okay. Well, I won't give you any more problems now. But I really am thinking for next episode, you know, I, I dropped Ed Puzzle on you last time. And I just feel like we got to talk about a few more tech tools that yeah. teachers need to know because I live in my ed tech world. And sometimes I think everybody's got to know about this, blah, 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 all these things. But yeah, bring it on. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Well, no matter we'll what look. I say. Yeah, we'll let you breathe. Maybe you'll have a few sunny days. You can get out in the mountains. Well, maybe not the mountains. They're probably covered in snow. But uh, anyway, all right, we'll save that for next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and please follow us on Twitter at Bell Ringers Show. Thank you.